I am very much Smiz and or Drid. Smiz, just a little Smiz. Just a little Smiz. Word to Young Ma. Word to Strap a Belly herself. <laughs> we are back with episode 77 of the Two Belts podcast. And Holy shit. Smiz. I don't do And math. both Zs have like threes in them. <laughs> three Zs. Nah, and like, like the Zs are replaced with threes and that one is replaced with an exclamation mark damn. and like all these other things is going on. I don't on. think I live on AM, yo. <laughs> I'm a real person, yo. I don't live on the Oh, man. But I feel like we're going to get to a Young Ma conversation because we are going to talk about songs of the summer. Mm-hmm. Not saying that her, her song is de- definitely song of the summer, but you can well, attribute it to... Came, came out at a good time. Came out at a great time, my friend. Um, So, let's see. Let's see. What do we got in the news? Yo, Carmelo Anthony, my friend. First of all, valid in every bodega. Yes, apparently. Went to a bodega last night. He's the only nigga that gets credit. <laughs> He's the only nigga that gets credit. Went to a bodega he last night. He does not subscribe night. to a bo- like the bodega credit minimum either. What do you mean? Like when they have when they let you swipe your card and they'd be like, oh, you know, five dollar minimum. They'd be like, Carmelo, you get you get everything. Carmelo, you want. anything for free, my friend. Anything. This is triple gold medal Carmelo is what I want to call him. Triple medal Melo. Mm-hmm. Fucking, he's here. He's out in the Brazilian streets in their hoods, te- mm-hmm. playing with the basketball little kids and Teaching shit like that. Niggas with chops and cheese looks like. Yeah, niggas going to bodega late night and an embroidered fucking robe and shit like that with his name on it, with you know Lala and his kids and just like walking around New York City because he's the king. He's at this point. He's like, yo, this is the point where he's just like he's reached a veteran status where it's like you cannot touch me. This is my city, you know. <laughs> I may not have won a chip yet, but I'm feeling pretty good, yeah. and I feel like it could happen this year. I think he's feeling pretty good I think we've on a, all cylinders with, like, Derrick Rose coming and Joaquin Noah Joking Noah and, um... Young just, man bun. Yeah, just everything. I think everything's sort of falling in line. This was a good summer for him with the Olympics. He became pretty much the most decorated Olymp- USA Olympian ever, which is, like, insane. Still got the about. ratchet. Still got the ratchet. Who knows, man? He's out here in these streets. So big up to Melo. You know, New York Knicks all day. Um, I guess championship confirmed with all this. Nah, <laughs> championship championship confirmed. confirmed nah, my definitely uh, a playoff spot. I know that. I, I, I sure hope so because I, I sure hope so. We're not projected to get a playoff spot, even if with our much better team, we're still not projected for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But you know, I like to see how it goes. Is the East is looking very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of moves happen over the summer in free agency and a lot of things like that. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, let's see, let's see. Also in um, New York nigga news, French Montana. And as you may know, we expected French, French Montana to release his album MC4, Mac and Cheese 4, last week. We're like, hey, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, oh, the album got pushed back. Mm-hmm. Because sample clearances and all this mm-hmm. other bullshit and that was, ended up not being true, by the way. That, yeah, it was such a it pulled the wool over a nigga's such eyes. Such a such a New York nigga lie. <laughs> oh, you know what happened? You know what was, happened was you, you know, know samples. I sent Marty. I sent Marty to the store to tell him, "Yo, yo, get the blunt wraps." Yeah. And the nigga went to the store, but I told him, "Yo, can you drop off these clearances?" Sure, for me? The of sample course. Thing, the sample you, clearances. They for, do it through the mail. They don't do it through email anymore. You know. Yeah. And then, and you know, you know, and then he came back with the wrong blood raps first yeah, off, first and then the nigga still had the fucking sample clearances in his back pocket. Nigga still had the sample clearances and I shit was like tight, that. and the nigga didn't take my lotto ticket and cash it in. Nigga, we could have got more blood raps, and they got me tight. Oh my god, that's so fucking true. That is the so most New York true. nigga shit that could have possibly happened. Dog, he said, 
Pretty little telling all these ducktails about his like his samples not being cleared, mm-hmm. and then it ended up. I think L.A. Reid just revealed that hey, he just the album wasn't released because the buzz wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So they just told out. I was like, really? Just, <laughs> Why L.A. Reid such a bitch? Jackass! Like Why what the hell? But 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 the album leaked anyway, and you know why? Because the hip hop album. Nah, not even that. So <laughs> that shit happens every time. Apparently. They said the album was pushed back and it wasn't going to be released. So on iTunes, it's like pushed back. It's not come dropping. It's dropping in October or something. Doesn't matter. Um, but I guess international retailers still ship the CDs, which oh, is the shit. dumbest thing ever because now kids in Zimbabwe have mac and cheese for no. But it was sold in Target in the United States. <laughs> oh, fuck. the shit was sold. In like multiple targets, like multiple people picked up the CDs oh, and bought the CD. That is a moment where like I, I feel like he's like on his couch and he goes dough like right. Homer Simpson. I feel like I don't know. It's it's bad. He's like Maxi. What are we gonna do? It's bad. At everything that you attempt to push back an album that's already been shipped, and I don't know if you attempted to recall it either, it's and so just bad. people didn't get it, the word. But it was sold in Target. People picked it up, and now you know Mac and Cheese Four is on the phones of plenty of hip hop. You know, listeners worldwide, yeah, including me. Phone, yeah, it's actually on my phone. I didn't listen. Actually, I did I gave, listen to it all. I the, gave it a good listen, but for probably like the last I, three days. I, I, I don't have a review ready for it. I don't either because it's a lot of things. It's it's a, it's a it's lot. Very, it's like it's very. Ex- I wouldn't say experimental. It's like he tried different things. Eccentric. Yeah. It's a little. It's a little bit. It's a little bit more noises than we're used to hearing from French Montana. Yeah. Um. But I think in due time, I, I don't want to give a review right now. I think I'll wait till the official release because I don't want to be a dickhead to this nigga. Because I just feel like you know, you should have the proper release unless he's just gonna release it digitally, being like, here, it doesn't fucking matter now. Which he should probably just do because it really doesn't matter now. But um, it is what it is. Um. So, you know, French Montana sucks to be you for right now. But then, okay. again, you're rich and, like... You, you know, know, he can afford a tiger and a pet monkey. Yeah, a pet monkey. And he can, like, be in the same room with Sinai Sure. That's crazy. That is true. Fuck. This yeah. thing is really winning, despite incredibly losing. <laughs> town niggas are winning. Um, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Drake. And and we're speeding through this. I think I think we're speeding through all the news and the music thing because we have a lot to cover in the show. Yeah, we have this. We have some wrestling shit we're going to cover at the end. You, one of us has to leave early, but we both have to go somewhere. No, I have to take a nap. Oh, okay. Well, he has to take a nap. Brunch sleep all the smiz off. <laughs> yeah, word. Sleep all the smiz off because I'm I'm smizzed from like yesterday. Sure. Because yesterday got me smizzed. Sure. I was like, yo, bro, give me the strongest drink you got. This nigga poured gin in my cup. I was like, damn, this gin is smooth. Damn. Where'd you go yesterday? Huh? Oh <laughs> no, I went out drinking. Oh well. Not like that. Sure. Because like, like, that's what it said. It was like, oh man, I'm going out drinking. You know, after work drinking with the fellas. Yeah, it was Pounding crazy. down some brewskis. <laughs> Yo, please stop. All this you other shit. Like that testosterone burger. flowing. Nah, the no. game was on. Nah, we was talking wild shit there. Yo, sure. it was very funny. Very, very nice, my friend. Um, Kanye West. Um, the St. Pablo tour is officially Saint underway. St. Pablo tour. And this nigga is... The funniest thing is just like... Like the stages underneath it. Like underneath the stages at Nimbus. Shit. And it's like what's keeping the, the shit. Yo, so last night I pretty much saw the tweets. Like it was the first show of the St. Pablo tour. Uh-huh. And everyone gets there. And everyone's like, where the fuck is the stage? 
because everyone who purchased floor seats are literally just on the floor, <laughs> and there's no stage. There's some big contraption above them, but who knows what that is, and there's just li- pretty much no stage, so they're all waiting for Kanye. Kanye doesn't have opening acts. I don't know if he does that shit anymore. Um, doesn't matter. It's the theater of Kanye, my nigga. Right. I think it's really just solo Kanye on nigga, every tour right now. Nigga, right now what he does is he performs, like, a bunch of shit from, like, like I guess, like, let's say Heartbreaks and 808s. I think, yeah, I think it's, like, set list for shows is, like, just the past five years. Or something along those lines. Because he's not really performing anything, like... He's performing, like, the hits, hits from, like, maybe the first three albums. But yeah, really, there's... The, everything is just, like, Everything from the, from the trilogy, and then, like, probably... Because it, it would be much more cohesive if he did everything from the last five years. Yeah, like, I think so. and presentation-wise, and, like, in terms of artistry. Well, you know, that's true, too. Like, my, things from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy have, like, have like a, like a sort of higher art feel to them. Sure. Like, even, like, the motif of the album. Right, which is where his album's at now, so I don't really expect and him then, to be f- performing, like, college dropout or late registration or graduation but stuff But I either. understand if he performs, like, cheap pops. Like, if he if he said, yeah, let me bring out motherfucking Jimmy Fox on a suspended wire and... I don't think he bigger. would do that necessarily. I think he would do that if it was, like, a show with, like, a, a wider... Like, if it wasn't just Kanye fans. Kanye fans will love anything that he performs. True. If it was just, like, Middle America, he was performing at, like, you know, the you know, O2 Arena or something along those lines, I think he would, like, drag out Gold Digger and maybe, like, Through the Wire and something oh, along those man. lines. If, if, first of all, if he brought out the MPC... And Stronger or something. But I don't think he's doing that now. Oh, man. If he brought out the MPC and did some stuff live, that'd be so dope. But... Or if he was just floating around on a giant MPC. <laughs> <laughs> like a carpet? Like... Yeah. <laughs> it's just so crazy. But either way, they get to the they get to the arena and they're like, yo, where the fuck is the stage? And down Surprise, from the nigga! This nigga looking down at niggas like stinks. Surprise, nigga! <laughs> the stage is above you. It's so perfect. Good, good luck to your neck for the next four hours, my friend. Because nigga, you're just like it wow. T- he's taking his god complex to the newest level. The newest level. New heights, friend. literally. Literally, and it's like you had the best seats in the house if you probably paid like what, like. $50 or something? Nah, you had the best seats in the house if you are used to spelunking and rock climbing because you have to now climb that giant contraption. Right. Well, I don't... You had the best seats in the house. If you're saying like 200, does he, 300 does level... Does he even need security up there? Does he even need a barricade? Um, the only person touching him is Goku. Well, you know, I think it was just like the... the <laughs> The rambunctious kids, the mosh pitting, and the they start the shaking the tower shit. to try to something along those lines or something. Or if, like the scariest thing for me is like the insurance on that has to be crazy because if that shit drops, it's over for Kanye West for life. Like for life. Like forget just like nah. now. It's nah. over for yes. Now nah, he's gonna get into an accident and they're gonna freeze his brain. And we're gonna have Robo Kanye in twenty twenty. Bro, that stage drops, kills about fifty kids. It is over for him. Like period. They're scraping them kids off the floor, and he's getting sued for everything that he has got. And it's so crazy, because it's like, there's no warning for that. But nonetheless, it's a very, very cool visual. Like, all the photos from it look really, really awesome. It's really just taking it to the next level, just like a more creative minds and shit like that. I'm glad he's not, like, just floating around on, like, some, like, you know, floating around, like, like Pink or like Michael Jackson or something <laughs> or like around wires. Yeah, like the wires. Yeah, like the kid shot my and just sending just, down into the crowd. doing front flips and doing shit. Doing front flips, giving niggas naps, <laughs> looking like Cisco <laughs> running on the video. Oh my just, god! So I'm just glad he's just not doing that. It's fucking. It's, oh, it's amazing. Um, 
What else do we have? Yeah, shout out to his wife's giant cement like ass. Yes. <laughs> Someone said on Twitter today, yo, Kanye, do something about your wife's ass. And, and you I was, responded with, because I saw that tweet on my way oh, here. Oh, you can go ahead and say it. No, go ahead. You say All it, man. Right. You want me to read it word for word? Please read it word for word. <laughs> I would love everyone to just retweet this tweet, because it's so funny. Oh, I don't think it's that funny, you guys. I think it's funny. Not gonna lie, he probably plays handball off her cement cheeks. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I would do the same shit. Like, Yo. if my girl had a giant fake ass... It's a, it's a I wild, mean, I, I'd be kind of sad if my girl has a giant fake ass. Right, it's a wild, <laughs> ill-proportioned derriere, if I have to do Yo, say th- so. Yo, someone myself. brought up an interesting point. Does Dr. Miami not do thighs? Uh, or is that extra? It's probably extra. It's probably extra, but it's so sensible. I think... Do the thigh-ass package, Dr. Miami. But Stop th- cheating these women. I think you don't really want larger thighs. I don't know. You want a more appropriate set of thighs for your ass. But then everyone's getting huge thighs because everyone's also getting very huge asses. <laughs> I'm okay with this. No, because then everyone looks like fucking, I don't know. Like, like huge, a big ass chicken? Huge thigh, yeah, something big those chicken-y lines. Thighs. Like huge thighs don't big work well with, with just like, with, this, with, these, with the size that these asses are going to, it's just like huge thighs don't work well, man. I don't know, man. I, I feel like J Lo was who was like the original, like, oh my god, that's a fat, like Middle America. Oh my god, she's such a fat ass. Like, is like that's people who have never seen that rice and bean diet. Yeah, so. and there was like, but now it's just like it's gone. The ass game has gone so just blown past J Lo. It's just like we we're like years spe- ahead. We're like light- technology ahead of ass technology has just like gone so far oh. from where oh, J Lo. This might be my favorite episode of all time right now. <laughs> Just the technology of all the asses yo, and the, the science behind yo, it and nigga, all that. I gotta, yo, I, I gotta tell you, I got a fucking piragua, like, today, sure. after 10 years of not getting one. First of all, this is, like, liquid diabetes. Right. So it's basically it's just, just shaved ice and yes. in a cup and, like, flavor. Syrup. My nigga. Yeah, just pure syrup, my nigga, the cherry syrup. syrup. Like, forget all and that like, other shit, shit that it goes through, like, at your, like, fast food oh. restaurants. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. If you have never been to like a local barrio, like with like at least a lot of Spanish, like Dominicans or Puerto Ricans, sure, you have never had one. Go out and try one. It is a very important part of New York culture. Right. This has been your PSA. Um, speaking of New York culture, I got nothing in New York culture. I just wanted to do a hard segue. Um, Drake and Meek Mill. That's not even New York. That's like Toronto and Philly. I don't. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I am now. I've. I have no so for that. Drake pulls up to Philadelphia in a Sixers jersey, mm-hmm. um, and proceeds to play back to back. I don't know how many goddamn times. Jesus Christ! The fact that it's been over a year now, which is fine, because like last July was probably the hottest July ever. Because that's when back to back, and then that week Meek Mill, you know, shit came out and all, all this other stuff. But it's been over a year now. Drake finally. His, his tour finally gets to um, Philadelphia. People love him around the country. No matter what, I'm sure there's people in Philadelphia who hate Meek Mill, even though Meek Mill represents them, and et cetera, et cetera. But Drake, you know, his stop on the Summer 16 tour came to Philly, and he pretty much roasted Meek Mill in his own town and had the entire crowd singing back-to-back. Yep. Um, That is insane. Most powerful nigga on the earth right now. I think... He is setting the stage. I think what he would have been, what 
what would have been better is if he ignored if, Oh, if I, was, I thought you were going to say if Meek Mill had a run in. No. That would have been amazing, though. And then he comes That actually then, probably would have been better, yeah. That yeah, and he hits him in the back better. with, like, a steel chair. Something along those lines. A lead pipe, you know, a Philly cheesesteak. Something <laughs> along those lines. Like, no, nah, he just throws it at his feet. He's yeah, like, so, Something along those lines. But I think, um, I think Drake is setting himself up and setting Meek Mill up for a, a very good return. And I appreciate how quiet Meek Mill is being on this situation because there's really nothing he can say at this point because Drake is pretty much the you know strongest nigga on earth right now. Yeah, he's, most powerful meme lord. Yes, he's like pretty much he is it. He's um, like that nigga on the bus that roasts you once, right. and you're like, I, I don't know how to clap back from this. But I think Meek that's setting up the stage for the people to really adore Meek Mill again. I know. And I think. Um, so you think this is a work? I don't think it's a work. I think it's just like this was one time where Meek Mill. He, I think he analyzed what happened last year, and it was like, "Wow, I took the biggest L of all time." And it was like it was so unanimous that it was the biggest L. You took the biggest L of the year next to Tiger, and, and you don't really up. want to be next to Tiger. Yeah, it's so fucked up because he had like a like his year was starting off real good, and his album dropped, and it was real fucking good. It was horrible strategy from just terrible, terrible, terrible strategy. Um, it was terrible to go at Drake, but if you gotta go at Drake, you gotta go at Drake. But I think he's been laying dormant. He's been, you know, I think he's been thinking up something. He's getting ready to release Dream Chasers 4. I think he's sitting back and looking at the entire picture and figuring out what he's going to do next. Or, I think the the best, the best point of revenge now would just to be, would to get a hit and then mm. sneak this him on a record again. Mm, very just, clever maneuver there. I think it would be best for him to get a hit. I think people want to see Meek Mill win again, and I think I do too. And I think um, I think he needs to dig deep, go back. It would, I think it would improve him overall to be able to say, "Yo, I bounced back from this, and I still got bangers, no matter what, no matter what you guys think, no matter what you guys say, no matter how many times you chant back to back, I still got bangers on the radio despite everything." So you know, fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, I think we're. I think Dream Chasers Four is supposed to come out in September, allegedly. Oh, thank God. Um, allegedly. I've, I've been waiting because um, I want to know, like, what the, what his what's going on right now. Right. Like with his music. And his also his girlfriend with the giant fake ass. Um, <laughs> Yo, he's playing wild handball. Wild handball. Um, now, what the Philly niggas do? Like, do they play? I, I think... You think he just rides his dirt bike on her ass? I don't know. I think he puts a wine glass on one side of her cheek and then jumps on the other side of her cheek and sees the <laughs> and wine see glass. It, see if it moves? <laughs> see if it moves. It's like, like a silly polystropedic. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, this is a great ass. This is absorption. And oh, man. This is this is the shit that they Top make. Top of the line right here, my friend. You see, like, he, he has his friends come over and he's, like, shining the ass like yes. a car. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Putting turtle wax on it. He's like, yo... Yo, first of all, this is the kind of shit they make space shuttles out of. Yeah. And then, like, the, you know how the Rolls Royce emblem comes out of the car? Comes out of I'm head. waiting to see what you're going to say next. <laughs> the Rolls Royce emblem comes out of her butt crack. <laughs> He's like, it's retractable. Look, I press this button, it goes back in. Oh, my God. It's crazy. God, that's it's crazy. Funny. Bro, um... I've got so many unwritten verses in there. Yes. <laughs> Check the glove compartment, Nick. Oh my god, yo, let's get to the song of the song. Alright, alright, alright. So all right. we have, I've, um, if you haven't been following me on Twitter, 
I've been creating these playlists over the past couple of playlist months. Playlist father figure. Yes. Um, playlist poppy. This is this is it. This is who I am. I've been creating this playlist, and I created one. It was pretty much for... It's called Summer 16. It's called For the Summer Volume 5, Summer 16, because I'm really on my old school Hot 97 shit with the volumes of shit. Um, and I, I have a collection of 60 songs that are pretty much definable or, you know, with Summer 16. And I think it's time, I think the summer's winding down, like, everyone's going back to school now, like, the shit is pretty much over, it was pretty chilly the other day, which was fine with me, because, like, shit is wild hot now, and I don't like that shit. Um, 79 degrees is not chilly to me, the shit is perfect, but it is what it is. But we have Summer 16, we have an entire list of just, like, songs over the summer, and I want to know, Carlos... Mm-hmm. Song of the summer for you. What what Song is it? Song of the summer for me, like personally, personally, it's got, probably pick up the phone. Like ah. it just came out so strategically and so well planned. Pick up the phone is so good, man. Yeah, I was like, it shouldn't be this good. You niggas are the devil. It came out like the day before you graduated or something along those lines. I know, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, this shit was crazy. It was like the the melodies, everything, it, the, the powerful. It qua- hits. It hits that like pop R and B still rap type feel. It's like. And it's just a good feel anytime it hits. It's kind of like when last year when Thug had um, I Know There's Gonna Be Good Times. And it's just like the instant, like, instant just like, I don't and know, jubilation. And not just that. It's got a good intro melody. A good intro melody and, like, melody throughout the song sets off the course for a really great instrumental and a really good, like, feel. Right. It's just, it's a great song, man. Pick up the phone. It's a it's it's on a project that we'll get to by the end of this podcast. I don't know uh, how it ended up there because I thought it was gonna be somewhere else. Well, you know what? You gotta put the hits on it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's for the streaming for yeah, the yeah, album yeah. because since singles count as part of streaming, they've just tacked it on, and now it's gonna be you know, Felk is gonna do a little bit of a little bit a couple numbers, a couple numbers. I, I I hope so. Um, if I had to pick one, oh my god, let's see. My personal favorite for the summer has to likely be Controller. God, that song is just like the popcorn version, by the way, not the non-popcorn version. But it's just like it's just been an anthem for the summer. Just like that, and it's every time it comes on, and it comes on first multiple all, times at every party. Yeah, I know. First of all, if it does not have popcorn in it, I don't, I don't care. You gotta take it off. You gotta put some else. <laughs> you gotta play the popcorn version. You gotta play the popcorn version. But it's a, it's just been so, it's just been so attached to the summer. It's got the good feel. I'm glad that the island vibes are back for the summer because they've been gone for a long ass time since the summers of Sean Paul and Kevin Little and Beanie Man and all this other shit has been. But I mean, it's been on the low, but it hasn't been on sort of a mainstream. Yeah. But now it's just like it's back out here and everyone's sort of doing it and it's like good feel. It's a good summer feel. It's, mm-hmm. um, what else do I have here? Women in Pants Music. Oh, For Free was a good one. For Free was a great record for the DJ summer. DJ Khaled executive produced the shit out of that bitch. Right. For Free was pretty good. Um, Another one. Let's see. I'm going with... Yo, Rihanna Sex With Me. Sex with me and um, what's that other joint off her album? Needed, Not fucking work. Work pissed needed me. Needed me. Needed me. Yeah. Sex with me and needed me. Sex with me. Sex with me. Not only is it so amazing, but 
this is a great song. Like, yeah. it's just a good, this is a bonus track from her album. I think it should have been pushed as a single, but I don't know how much you're going to get away with Sex With Me Is So Amazing on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Loving Me Is So Amazing. Maybe Hugging Me Is So Amazing. Touching Me. Touching Me So Amazing. I even think you I could, think... You could get a little risque with Touching Me. A little, I think so. You get a little, a little risky, but I like it. I like it. Um, what do you think about YG's While You Always Hate? I think it could have been... It could have been good. It could have been more... I think Kamaya's How Does It Feel? Mm-hmm. Way better sum- summer, like West Way Coast better track. summer. And I think I, I, w- I was hoping that would pop, but it didn't really bubble outside of that region. I wish it did, because I, I really like that track, and I really like her project. But, but I feel like Why You Always Hating, it could have been one. I think uh, it could have been pushed a little bit more, yeah. or it could have came out a little bit earlier. I think most summer songs do not come out in the summer. Yeah, like most most, most summer, they get carried through. You're right. You get carried through. So at, by the time it reaches the summer, it's it's at its like peak greatness, and I think it just didn't really get there. Um, let's see what I got here. What about what about what about what about you know another Drake song, "Too Good" with Rihanna. It's another one that's just like instant feels, instant. Feels. What do you think about drums, broccoli with Lil Yachty? <laughs> Yo, when this I became first, a secret sneaky w- hit. When I first heard it, I, I laughed mad hard because I was like, "The fuck is this?" Right. And then I was like, "Oh, it's kind of hard." The kids love it. No, the kids do love the it. The kids I'm fucking not, love this. Shit. I said, "What the fuck is this?" Because this is where, like the t- like the point where I was like, "Okay, I don't know if Yachty's serious sure. or a joke." So I had to wait for interviews to come out to like actually feel something about his music. Right. I but, think. Um, this is a sneaky hit over the summer. Yeah, I like, know. It's a sneaky... And it's like, it's, is it like a single? It's a single. It's like actually, it's like or actually drum in the... or Yachty? Drum. This okay, is actually like in the top like 25 songs of on Billboard right now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Like it's really been a sneaky hit. He's really bounced back from that... Um, cha-cha? That things? cha-cha, yeah. Cha-cha that, gate? Yeah, cha-cha gate. You know. Fucking <laughs> hotline bling gate. Um, what do you think about Panda. We, we Panda dropped. Yo, Panda dropped in like what January? Right, but essentially the energy still carried through the summer. No, and that's amazing. It was but it was it a chart topping song. It also pissed me the fuck off. A huge debate amongst you know realists and Atlanta purists. Sure, something along those lines. But um, I don't know, like. He's been out here. He dropped Timmy Turner. Timmy Turner was Timmy like, Turner is a song of the summer. Timmy Turner. Timmy Turner was like talked about for like a week and a half. And I think nah, people, it still gets played. I think, I think with Timmy Turner, it's just like I would play any version but the official one because I just feel like the official one is just so overproduced. But it is what it is. That's uh, Mike Dean doing his magic, yo. Um, let's see. I got the keys. Jay Z, oh. Future. Oh yeah, Future did his thing. <laughs> you see what I did there? Nothing about Jay Z, no. Who? Jay Z. Oh, no, the dude who's on the song. Yo, someone said they don't trust you if you have night not like bad things to say about Jay Z, and I was like, Yo, no. You know who you shouldn't trust? People that don't like fried chicken. Absolutely. Everybody loves fried chicken. Listen, fried chicken is amazing because it is a food stuff. I will give. Not everyone can love that Jay Z. I think this song is a great energy song. Yeah, it is because mainly of the hook. Because of future. Yeah, yeah, mainly because of future. Because but I think like dad versus. But I think Jay Z is still undeniable in his sense where it's like there's still sort of attraction to his verses, where it's like if it's played in the club, I don't know too many people, but. It, 
I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't ever make it past the second, like to the second verse. I make it up to like I got the keys, the keys, the keys. And you know what? We won't either. So here's what. <laughs> see what I mean? So um, let's see what else. Any song that low key song that you felt like you know didn't give enough shine or didn't didn't get enough buzz. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are okay. you want me to say mine first? Yeah, go ahead. I want to say Lockjaw by French Montana. That was a really good one. Good God. This is like top five song of the year. It is perfectly. It is perfectly crafted. From from the, the, the bodegas of New York to the swamps of Florida. The swamps of Florida? Shout out to, yo, to the gators of Florida. Shout out to Chloe. I know she's fighting gators right now. Sure. Shout out, to, shout out to everyone from Florida listening to this podcast. But it's just like, this collaboration is a great marriage of sounds between like... The nigga who's got peanut butter like on the roof of his brain, and, and then, then like the, 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 the I don't know I don't know how to explain Kodak, but it's just like it's infectious. It's absolutely. It's, it's that sample from Niggas in Paris that I forgot. It's, There's a sample in there from Niggas. No, in no, Paris? no. It's a remember the sample from Niggas in Paris from Blades of Glory, mm-hmm. where it's just like it starts the song. Oh man, I forgot. Anyway, great song, great song. Um, another song I want to talk about. That maybe could have um, broke out a little bit more during the summer. Uh, I thought Push It by OT Genesis would have done something. Yeah, I felt like it would have given him more momentum to push forward and come out of like Cut I, It Alive. Yeah, I thought but Cut It is really good. Yeah, Cut I didn't it, want him to fall off. Cut It managed to, from 2015 all the way through 2016, managed to have some sort of shelf life. You I thought, know what I thought would have had more shelf life? Uh, like... Some of the songs on Coloring Book. Coloring Book? I have, like, what do you... Th- what do you have, like, mixtape? I have a mixtape on Yeah, it. see? See? Mixtape. I thought that would have worked and no problem. Like, because it has that, like, I don't know, Anthony feel, yo. Sure. Um, I'm a big fan of Pussy Print by oh, Gucci. Oh, by Gucci? Yo, first Pussy of all, first of all, that's it. it's like a good, well-tacked-together verse. Right. Even if it isn't, even if, like... Even Kanye... Came out on this and was just like he did his thing. It's a, the Gucci Man came back this summer. I don't know if he dropped too many records that are just like it heating up matter. over the summer, but he, you know, he's back. He's back. He's doing his thing. He's out here. He is. He is a figure that has nothing but workflow to give you. Right. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yo! There's one song I found. Uh. Uh, what was it? It was like it probably came out like uh, like a little while ago. But uh, famous Dex and Rich the Kid Goyard. Oh yes, please play. Oh, you can hear it. This is some very much like this is like a like a cut rate at uh, you know, Mafia beat. Hmm. I I think what's Rich the Kid? I definitely listened to a Rich the Kid song last week. I think I fell on it or something. It's a Rich the Kid song that came out recently. Roddy with the push stuff. You know what? I got Goyard. I'll fuck your little bitch in the dog. Whoa, man, goddamn. Yeah. Richard Kidd ran it up. Featuring Young Thug. Schoolboy Q's that part. That part. Like, like, use your role. Oh, my God. That part. I don't think the summer was feeling like this gritty shit. Like I did, I like that it was part too, was really good. It was really good, but I feel like it was too gritty for the summer, yo. Um, Joey Badass Devastated. 
I love the song. A lot of people are indifferent or just never heard it or never don't care to hear it. Um, because I, I guess Joey Badass has a sort of you know stigma around him in terms of just Where? Like old shit. Because he has like a vintage sound, yeah. I guess. Yeah, he got old man stink on him. But he's really came into... He <laughs> said old man stink. He's really came here. into his own. This, he's, he dropped Devastated, which I think is a great crafted song. I think it it goes off a lot when you have a lot of people in the same room at once. I think it goes off a lot at a party, um, depending on the type of party. But it's a really, really good song. Um, pretty good. Let's talk about the sneaky hit of the summer. The sneakiest hit of the summer? Made by a a, a young ma of some sort. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Strapavelli. Strapavelli over Yeah, there. I want her to take that. I want her to, like, no, dead ass. Dead ass. Just dead take ass. the, the Strapavelli. Just, just take Strapavelli. Let them call you Strapavelli, young ma. It's because Young and me. Little Schmiz. You little Schmiz, you little Dred. I think a lot of people are feeling this record. I think, unfortunately, this it started getting popping towards the end of summer, so I think it'll have a longer shelf life in the fall. But this is, man, just just putting it on for all the the butch queens around the city. It's not even that. It's like because it's like her her narrative is like very masculine, sure. like very like. I don't even know, like genre bending, <laughs> gender bending, Gen- genre gender bending, fucking strap. I can't wait for all the the very um. I can't wait till she gets that shit tatted on her like stomach and shit, like the oh like. Oh my god! Like her album cover probably would be amazing, and it'll probably end up being like that, and it'll probably be her shirtless or something along those lines. I mean, she can do what she wants, yo. I support her. Ooh, is uh, I thought she was very silly at first, but then I started checking out her freestyles, and I was like, yo. This girl can rap. This girl can rap. So Griffin shout out to her. Rap. Young Ma out here. Um, it make all, it make it get her hard when they deep throw her, apparently. Yeah. Like when she She has the most graphic fellatio line. I know. For someone who does not I have a penis. Have a penis. Yeah. That's what happens when you grow up like she probably freestyle with a lot of dudes, that's what it is. Maybe. Maybe she just had her penis up. Who knows? Um Strapavelli out here. Strapavelli out here, yo. Yo, these are the songs of the summer. Um, shout out to Young Ma. Shout out to Young Ma. Um, let's get young in, MA. Let's get into... I keep saying that shit wrong. I guess um, I'm mad at myself. Let us get into... Let's keep the music playing in the background. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. My dad's fucking wilding right now. <laughs> yeah, you gotta hear this? It was just his birthday, yo. Yo, shout out to him. Shout out to my dad. He's old as shit. Old as shit. That's all that we can hope for, to be old as shit. Yo, word. Old as shit and, like... Lit, cause my dad lit right now. Absolutely, um, I'm lit right now. Couple projects have dropped over the past week. Which one do you want? Let's get into Vince Staples first. Have you listened oh, to Vince Staples? Oh, this shit was. First of all, it was probably the most cohesive. prima donna. Prima donna, like it's just an, it's a like very short EP. It's like what about five actual songs and one like intro? I think Wait. it's. I think it was like seven. Oh, it's seven songs, seven actual songs. I think the I think one of track is an intro. Uh, it's like fourteen seconds. Or some shit like that. 41. 41. But it was okay, like six songs. It was like six songs. But go ahead, go ahead. Anyway, I feel like this is the most cohesive thing I've heard probably all summer. Really? So I was way more, yeah, I was way more into this than anything else I'd ever heard. Because it's like, it's not, it's like lyrical rap, but with energy. 
I right. feel like people give you lyrical rap and then like it's loungy. It's like I feel like definitely with this last project, the summertime '06, was way more despondent raps. It was just more way. It wasn't as much energy as you're talking about with this project. Mm-hmm. The sounds didn't sort of vary. It, it kind of stuck to the same sort of theme and then the same sort of pace. Whereas this just is really like Vince Staples taking it to the next level and incorporating a different production into the style, um, different sound, um, song structures, and just themes. There's there's similar themes, but his sense is just like, you know, Vince Staples is out here. He's doing his thing. I yeah, really word. like this project entirely from top to bottom. Uh, I really like Pimp Hand and Loco. I like Big the, Time. I like Prima Donna. I like I like a lot of it. I like a lot. Yeah, it was of this really fucking project. good. I, I like if you like that like like laid back. Well, if you like that like high energy feel in your. It's got rap, like it's got it's got some outcasts in it in terms of just like, like sounds, samples. samples and sounds. Well, yeah, it definitely has an outcast sample in here. But it's just got it's got a lot of like outcast sort of sounds. It's got a West Coast sort of narrative. It's got, I think it's got like it feels to me a little schoolboy Q habit contradictions oxymoron ish in terms of just different sounds from it. If, if, if I'm trying like, to relate like, it to somebody, if I'm trying to get someone to hear it and you know they they're not sure where to get of Stables, this is just all the sort of feels that it's giving me. But um, all the feels. It's 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 pretty good all the way out. Word. There's nothing I, bad I can like, say about uh, this. Yeah, project. I can't say anything bad about it. And it was so good and concise. It was a quick listen, and I got like the hooks were so good. This is one thing that I feel like a lot of people are slacking on. Even when they have like a high output, they they slack on the hook, and then like it kind of makes the verse fall to shambles. It makes right. you not want to really listen to the rest of the song. Right. Um. Let us get into. Let's see. Next one we're gonna get into. Let's get into Frank Ocean because we're gonna save what arguably is the best for last. Um. Arguably. Arguably. Mm. So. And. Frank Ocean, after dropping his endless, uh, endless project, decided, "Hey, I'm dropping this other project. It's called Blonde, but on my album cover, it's gonna be spelled Blonde without an E. But when you actually say that, it's gonna be Blonde with an E. So, like, you know, here's my deep look at masculinity oh. and, you know, oh, so gender meta. traits and all this so stuff. So meta. Very, very much so. Very um, meta. How do you feel about this? Yawn. Yawn? Really? It was so odd. It was so too abstract and too art school. I think, um... I think it was, like, I was expecting song song. This is very different from... And this is, like, this harkens to what I said last week in in regards to Endless. This is very stripped down. Mm -hmm. It's not the songs that really I fell in love with the Channel Orange, because Channel Orange had... Melodies and feel and yeah. warmth and vibrance. Channel Orange had a lot more fine. I think this has maybe this takes the songwriting to a new level, but Channel Orange is like Channel Orange is a bit more direct. Whereas here, direct and developed, right? And here on Blonde, it's a lot more minimalistic. The same themes are still here. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you really, really, really have to sort of dig and like You're bury yourself right. into finding out into like these double entendre metaphors and these like 
un, you know, these sentences that aren't finished and these abstract, you know, explanations of love and like, you know, drugs and and weed that you sort of have to like. Sometimes you, sometimes you try to like, you're trying to find what is what he's really talking about and what's really there. And sometimes it's really like nothing is there, and then you're just like, fuck, I just did all this work trying to figure it out, and it's really he's just really talking about his socks. But like, I think it's the the major detraction I have on this project is that it's way too complex and not sort of complex where I don't appreciate that he's taking it to the next level and making us think more but in a sense where if you'd love to connect to us if we can connect a little bit more I think it needs to be a little bit more scaled back in terms of the explanations and metaphors I think his themes on sort of you know unrequited love finding love um, everything all after the fact is really, really good. I appreciate that he didn't necessarily, with this album, say, like, hey, I'm talking about, like, how fame has changed me, and, you know, I'm famous now, and look at the bright lights and shit, and all this other shit. He's really still sticking to a very internal um, narrative, but it's just way too, like, out there. And it's just, like, some songs I can't pick up, some songs I do. But I'm warming up to this he's, entire thing. Like, he's in that period now. He's in his, like, Miles Davis bitches group period where he wants to just do things artistically that don't, like, don't want her, like, okay. You know, it was before it was, I want to make songs like this. I want to make songs, like, you know, that are going to be timeless. I want to make songs that make you feel like, you know, when Stevie Wonder plays. And it's, like, it, it feels like this record came out, like, almost yesterday. Because right. it's so good and so timeless. Now it's, like... I want to make art and I want to make higher level art for people and I want them to be able to consume and ingest it and I don't care if people like it or not. There's a few songs I like on here. I think I I like Solo. I like Solo Reprise with Andre 3000 who killed that shit. Yeah, I know. And everyone thinks he's taking shots at Drake. I think he's just more unhappy with the state of music. Sure. But... Um, I like I like the long stretch between I guess Solo through like Solo Reprise. Um, I like Sick Free, but it's really a lot on here. As when I first listened to it, I really wasn't feeling it. I felt like I had to search for too much feeling in this. I had to like because pre- of the time find which something. Is delivered. Yeah, I it's fe- like it feels so aloof from everything. Right, and just like Channel Orange just had so much more color to it, and no pun intended. But it's just like. There's so much you have to find in this thing. But it's a great story overall. Um, I'll be interested to see how he plays us live. Um, oh, it's going to be him and, like, a tub of, like... Like, you know how the nigga sits on, like, 59th Street with just, like, the, the paint can? Mm-hmm. And he's just drumming on the paint can. He's going to have a nigga drumming on a paint can. He's got right. a nigga with, like, a fucking string and a fucking, a fucking mop handle. Going through a box, just plugging it to make the bass noises. This is going to be, be very funny. It's going to be Frank Ocean's washboard band. This is going to be interesting. This is just going to be very, very interesting. Um, There's going to be a guy with a xylophone. It's going to be very art house. It's going to have like a vibrator and rub it against the xylophone. But what has happened on this? What has happened with this album is pretty much that it's strung up a lot of controversy. I was going to talk about it earlier, but then I decided yeah, to wait Yeah, because you had to wait for the album yeah. to talk about it. Um, it's strung up a lot of controversy in terms of how Universal wants to deliver albums now, because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of exclusive now. The, with the streaming, streaming wars. wars. The streaming wars. The wars on streaming. The wars on streaming. Um, don't stream and drive. Don't stream Always and drive. Always use safe streams. 
Yeah, we're wrapping <laughs> up when you're streaming. Sure. Um, you always have your phone case on. Right. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, it's fucking gross. <laughs> but um, it's 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 brought up a sort of dialogue now where it's just like Universal wants to sort of put a, a ban or at least on these this sort of streaming thing from Apple Music and I and I see what it is. I'm surprised that the labels didn't see it beforehand, but I think it was because it was benefiting them so much. But then they saw how this Frank Ocean thing didn't benefit them at all, a lot. Um, whereas, fault is that? Universal. <laughs> I think um, Apple Music. Apple Music does a lot of things where they'll help. Like if you if you make it exclusive, they'll help fund a project. They'll help fund, you know, music videos or. You know, they provide. They'll use their platform as sort of a exposure to it, where you Please. use that as promo. No, I don't. I don't want do. a nigga like Rick Ross being like, "Yeah, he's in the video with the Apple phone doing drug deals and shit." You don't do drug deals I don't on th- no iPhone. I don't think they necessarily. They're not that. I don't think they necessarily do that. I think it's more like a Beats thing, like Interscope oh, Beats. Hold on, hold on one sweet second. Sure. And we're back. Um, so I think just with a lot of these, these sort of streaming wars, I think it's now they're seeing how very little. I, I think they're seeing how they're being jokes. <laughs> I think they're being very much so. Sometimes you gotta catch the zo before you get really zo. Exactly. I think they're really, especially with this Frank Ocean album, where Frank Ocean apparently had this two album deal or something along those lines with Dev Jam, and. He released Endless, which was the last part of the deal, and then he released Blonde as actually on his own solo album. So Dev James pretty much, or Universal's pretty much like, what the fuck? We just lost all this money. Apple really just like sort of screwed us, screwed us because you know they're not benefiting from having it on all platforms as they would because mm-hmm. they would get more money from it, and more exposure. And now it's sort of limiting the audience's ears in terms of how much people listen to them. It's sort of limiting. Um, uh, just their cash flow mm-hmm. in terms of what they put in this project and how much they're getting out of it. Like, so I understand from their point. I think it's, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting how they move forward because I know there's artists like Drake and like Taylor Swift and like other people who have like very exclusive deals with um, Apple and it's like no label's going to tell them that they can't make their necessarily money off what they do. So it'll be interesting to see. It's a good. If you're interested in learning about the industry and things like that, it's a good, like, bunch of articles and, like, news stories to sort of follow because it's just very, very interesting. I think um, I'm, I'm very interested to in see how Frank Ocean will, um, will come out of this or what necessarily happened. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, that was Blonde. If, if you had to rate Blonde, what would you rate? Out of five. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a three out of five. It is a Sunday nap for me. I'll, I'll give it a three out of five. No, actually, I'll give it a three point five out of five. It's it's not it's not bad. It's just not that interesting. And at some points, for you really, 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 it has to really grow on you. It has, it has to, to really grow. It on has you. to. And guess, and guess there's a lot is. of sort of these you know pretentious reviews because there's just like <laughs> look at my thing piece. Yeah, it's just like oh the greatest most ambitious album. And I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to show up at day parties and give like these music journalists wedgies. Sure. 
and swirlies and shit. Um, because that's I think what they needed. It's like they I got out. So. Of, they got out of high school. They went to college. They did the online like journalism thing, mm-hmm. and like no one was there to give them those swirlies for humility. Um, let's get into the best <laughs> for last. You know. Thug of the Third, the Ice Princess, young thug. First of all, he looked like Raiden's fucking Raiden's fucking feather duster, nigga. <laughs> Harpy's feather duster thugger. Nigga is just like, gosh, young Sham Wow, Sham Wow, enter the fist. That's crazy. Why I went to pick up the phone. Um, it knew it knew <laughs> that song was lit. It, it knew it. Um, so young thug, now going by Jeffrey, eh. um, officially now, dropped his EP. For his project, no, my name is Jeffrey. Fucking amazing collection of songs. Mm-hmm. I think across the board, a lot of people. Very interesting. I think a lot of people. I think one of my favorite one is uh, Floyd Mayweather, Harambe. Harambe, which is wild team. because I looked up like why the the tracks are titled like this, and apparently these are people that he really looks up to. Yeah. Like so Harambe, nigga. Shout out to Harambe. That's man. crazy. Shout out to Harambe. Dicks out for Harambe, bro. Oh my god. Um, I'm a fan nah, of Riri. I'm a fan of everything from like Riri to like the end of the album, and then I also like Future Swag. But there's a lot on. Oh this. yo, Future Swag is crazy, yo. I, there's a lot. Like Young Thug has really sort of evolved, and I think he's now. I'm not sure if he's reached zenith, but this is pretty much getting close to the sun without actually burning himself or his wings off and that sort of matter. Did you just call him Icarus? Yes, I did. Thug uh, Icarus. Thug Icarus. Icar Thug. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he makes that noise as he flies. Yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah. I like Webby. Um, I didn't know he was a Webby fan. But then again, he's from the South. It's a very, very dope project. And I think a lot of he's converting a lot of people who weren't into thug fan, weren't into thug into thug I feel fans. like he's been doing that so slowly. Yeah, and so like, but so it's meticulously. such a such a great way to do it though. Like that slow burn is really when it's gonna end up paying off. It took like Trey Songs multiple albums before people realized he's King Thought and like he he has these albums that we should buy. I think it's just. There's some sort of humility in terms of like trying, failing, trying, failing, trying, getting better, getting better, getting better, and then people widely accepting it. And people being like, yo, this is the greatest thing he's done since this. And you know, he's dropped multiple projects this year. He dropped I'm Up, he dropped Slime Season 3, mm-hmm. he dropped this. This is to me the best that he's done overall. Really? I like I, really, I liked I'm Up too. I really liked I'm Up. It was a good collection of songs. And, and what then... it has, Slime Season 3? Slime Season 3 had digits on it? Or was that I'm Up? Memo and. Um, but them and like all the things. Really, all his projects have been really good this year. Let's fuck it. Fuck uh, it. The goat came through this year. He came through, man. This, this young thug has came through. He's dominated. Yo, why Clef John? Yo, if I find that nigga in the streets, I'm pedigree him. Why? First of all, how you gonna come? First of all, the Why Clef John song probably not that bad. But the song with Wyclef Jean <laughs> made me want to beat him up. Why? It made me want to kick him off his motorcycle. He's just like, he's, he's like... He's just like, stop it. Old Haitian... Yeah, so he's like, his un- he's like your uncle that thinks he can sing, so then it kills me, so... This is post-um... It's like that... Like, I can see what Thugger's... Like, I can see the cross-influence in Thugger, like, in the style that he crews in Wales, but You know, like, like post-Yele Wyclef? Nah, man. <laughs> he's getting a DDT on the concrete. Oh my god! Um, great overall, just fantastic project overall. 
um, the cover it just elicits this sort of it's it's a very calming very smooth if there's anyone that can pull this off as a sort of man it's him and Jaden Smith um, I'm just lucky he got to the rack before Jaden did what? <laughs> he got to the clothes rack before Jaden did in the women's what? section you're something like that? yeah I don't think it's like a women's section I think it's couture sure. I think he had that made for him specifically mm. nonetheless I think it's very very nah cause it's very cool looking it's very crazy looking like I think it's very like um, it's so high fashion. It's like you don't know. What there's to think so much, yeah. But it's like he can pull it off. There's very few people who can pull off the things nah, that he pull off. Nah, it's skinny niggas that it, it really. It, let me tell you the truth. All you have to do is be a skinny nigga and do and like have feminine aesthetics, and it just works for you. I think so. It's like Prince, right? But I also think it's just like there's a sort of confidence in it as well. Of course, that you have to carry yourself with. It's like when Flash wore the cop, crop top. Well, yes. <laughs> skinny nigga. Feminine aesthetic, up oh, there you go. See? I think it's a, but I think it's also a confidence that he wears. When yeah, he, you gotta he not generally, give, he you definitely gen- wants to wear it. And he's like, I think this looks good. I'm going to wear it. You generally have to not give a fuck. And I think it's also it's the same thing with like Rihanna as well. Rihanna will literally wear things, and it's just like she wear the most bastardized, bastardized things ever. Not getting not bastardized, but it's just like she'll wear she'll be naked. You're right. She'll be wearing just. In, just, just so out of the box things and it works it didn't necessarily work with like say for instance like a Nicki Minaj when she was in that crazy period of her life oh yo that, that shit was so regretful like, weird shit and I was just like, like that's yo, not when you when she fired that stylus and went like she started using more natural tones yeah. and things like that it was beautiful um, but you know, no, my name is Jeffrey. Is actually on these streets. No, my name is Carlos. Um, coming soon. Everything from top to bottom is really, really good. If I had to rate this, I'd give it a four point five. Yeah, out of five. I really, I really give it four. Yeah. I give it four point five. Flip so out of five. fucking hard. It's like it's so close. I've, I've, I think I've rarely given anything a five. Maybe I gave. I think I gave Beyonce a five. You gave her a five? I think so. I think I gave her like a three point five. I don't remember. Yo, if um, you remember, if you remember, write it in the comments. I'm not section. sure if, who I gave a five, but I definitely have given a five on this podcast. I don't before. think I have given a five. Um, I think I'm kind of a dick. No, I am too, in a sense of just like I'm very, very hard to please. But this was really good. That, <laughs> yeah. huh. yes, I ladies, know. capitalize. <laughs> Tell him that you've never met a dick that was hard to please. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, please control yourselves. Oh my God. Um. Yes, but you know, here we are. Um, four point five out of five for me. Four out of five for Carlos. Mm-hmm. Um, this is no. But this shit is stuff. hard, shit nigga. Is hard. Just listen to it. Just listen to Fuck it. With it. This Fuck is with this it. is honestly the streets keep waiting for more thugga. Um, we're gonna get into the wrestling side of this podcast now. So, so if you don't like that part, I've got three words for you. Turn this off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You thought I was going to say suck it or is like no, suck it to the max? Or something, or something like that. Suck it to the max. Something along those lines. Young Strapavelli out here. Yeah. Yo, worry. That, uh, first of all, put that shit on t-shirts. Yeah. Yo, so. young, young MA, put that shit on t-shirts. I'm dead ass. That's crazy. Um, nah, but yeah, we're going to get into wrestling because, you know, a lot of wrestling happened this week. Um, last week I went to NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam. Um, one of them was a really good show. One of them was a longest shit show that wasn't that great. Um, but I enjoyed myself at both fucking times. I enjoyed yeah. myself. Just a live experience of being there is always fun. Um, 
it's uh I think NXT Takeover. I had more fun. I went with um, shout to Amen, the producer. I went with mm-hmm. him to take over. And more went, snacks than beats dot com. Just crazy. Um, and then I went Dolo to SummerSlam, mm-hmm. which is which was fine. That's fine. Stuff. You went Dolo last year too. Yeah. Um, NXT Takeover. I think probably the greatest moment of that show had mm. to be Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance. First of all, all the f- you know they dropped a live one too. Oh my god! First of all, that man is that man is a treasure. Yes, to wrestling. God, man. they dropped the version from NXT Takeover. Um, Yo, I've been trying to keep up with the Cruiserweight Classic, so I watched like the first two episodes. So amazing, so good, right? Yeah, no, they they, they really they really handpicked some great wrestlers, yo. Um, you got the theme. Yes, they put it on. They put on um, iTunes, Apple Music, the one from NXT Takeover with Lee England Jr. Oh wow! This was amazing. I just felt like, you know, when women say they get their life from Beyonce, I had a moment like that. I swear to God, I was just like, "Yes, bitch. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> yes, slay. Yes, slay, slay, Shit. drag them." <laughs> Yes, Shinsuke the guy. I literally just standing in a group of fifteen thousand people. This nigga screaming, singing this nigga's theme is just one of the most unforgettable experiences I'll ever have. It's so like humbling and so like magnificent and like so everything all at once. And I know between him and Joe, who's like a workhorse too, it's like they put on a pretty good match, yo. They did a really really good job. Um. It begs so many questions. Like, when are they? What, what is the plan for Shinsuke Nakamura moving in? And He's the then, champ now. The plan is whatever the fuck they want to do now. Yeah. God. That shit is hard. This shit is so amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I still got goosebumps. You have no idea. This shit is the hardest theme ever, bro. Oh my god, I'm gonna turn it off for now because I'm like, you know, Shinsuke against Watch, me. He's gonna have to this. defend that title against Hideo Tommy. It's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be so. Fucking bananas. It's gonna be so hard. Um, Yo. I think the match on that card that I was invested in the most was the tag team match between The Revival and Tommaso Ciampa and um, Johnny Gargano because I was literally there. We were in. We had great seats, by the way. I know. Like, I, was so bad. <laughs> I saw it. Via we were like, we were like right sitting, in front of. the... I was sitting in Brooklyn, like, yo, is there a way I could just switch places with Angel at this point? <sighs> we were sitting in front of the barrier, so and lucky. it's just like not like the front barrier, but like the section right before the floor seats, because like I was buying floor seats. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the floor seats for that was actually pretty good, I probably should have got floor seats because the rows didn't go too far back, um, like they did at SummerSlam, but. Um, I was literally like banging on the guardrail because I'm just like, don't tap, you motherfucker, Johnny Gargano, don't tap. And like at the point where they hit, they hit their double team, like um, double super kick, mm-hmm. Pele kick, whatever the fuck it was, and the nigga like kicked out or like someone pulled out a referee. I was just like, do it again, motherfucker, do it again. Um, that match was like, I was so into that match. And I think a lot of people were into that match. A lot of people came also to see Bailey and Asuka. 
a lot of people wanted to see Oscar like beat the shit out of Bailey, which was like it's surprising. Like fucked up, right? <laughs> it's like it's like those John Cena matches where they book someone that's like you know is a completely superior wrestler. Right. So you just want to see them thrash John Cena. Jesus Christ, man! They wanted to see. They were like, they they gave out um, hugger section signs mm-hmm. or something along those lines, and they gave me one and a couple of people next to me and shit. And they were just like, "What if I don't want to chase for Bailey? What if I kind of just want to see Oscar kill her?" And I was just like, "Nice." Nice. I'm all for it. Like I'm, I was with whoever won. I think they're both incredibly amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know, Oscar winning makes way more sense. Well, yeah, because I feel like it's time. Yeah, it, it, and it was time. Um, it's time. But Bailey got moved up to the main roster on Monday, mm-hmm. so it is what it is. Um, also, matches from that show. They had Austin Aries versus No Way Jose, which and then it was Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami showed up. Hit the GTS, niggas mm-hmm. lost their fucking minds. Of course, I don't never, think, never has a kneecap hit the skull like this right. I don't before. think, I don't think the the actual play on the um, network did it enough justice to how crazy that was. And like, like live, yeah, it was like insane because it was his return. People blew the fuck up. Um, you get such an international star, and mm-hmm. he's part of your show, and then he's like suddenly gone, right? And then when he comes back... His... Hit that GTS. He took it back for the culture, man. Because Punk is out here getting choked out by other other thing. <laughs> Punk is out here getting choked out well, on we've UFC. Been, we've been through this. <laughs> so he took we've back the GTS for the too, culture. He played too damn much. Watch him end up back on wrestling to get a roasted. <laughs> he's going to be like... He's going to be on Chikara for the rest of his life. I know. But... Um, poor bastard. No way Jose did a lot better than I thought he would. Uh-huh. In every sort of... I thought... It would have been really trash. Shout out, to, shout out to WWE naming a Dominican wrestler No Way Jose. No Way Jose. Not even like a last name. It's just literally No oh, Way like Jose. Jose Gutierrez. Yes, No Way Jose Gutierrez. Or not. It's just like No Way Jose. No Way Jose. He sounds like so so cool, chill dude. Um, What no else Way happened Jose. on that show? Um, glorious. It was indeed glorious. Nigga came from the heights and the heavens and shit like that. People singing in unison. Just glory. People know the words. Everything. It's been the top song on the soundtrack charts on iTunes. Mm, Bobby Roode's glorious, um, amazing theme song. He he came out here. Um, he faced Cien Almas Andrade. Cien Almas. Um, people weren't really feeling Cien Almas. They were just really into like Cien Almas. Yes. That means like hundred souls or. Yeah, hundred yeah. souls. Something along those lines. But they were just they weren't necessarily feeling him in like they could have. I think he still needs a little bit more work, but they literally it was like, How are you gonna come after? The nigga literally ascended from the sky. Like how are you gonna top that? It don't matter after? if you got a hundred souls, a thousand souls, nigga. Yeah. He just came down like Jesus bitch. Glorious motherfucker. It just just so amazing overall. And NXT God Takeover damn. show was so so good. Um, and then we got to the uh, the SummerSlam show. Which is kind of crazy. Which is pretty cool. It was but, pretty cool, but it was but just it so But it felt long. so... Yeah, it was long, and it felt so so lacking in certain portions and parts. So, so the match that I thought would, would make the card, like, make the main event, mm-hmm. that Universal Championship inaugural, you know, brawl right. between motherfucking Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, two of the hottest motherfuckers to ever, like... Mm-hmm. Like step into a ring and fucking face each other, and I thought it was gonna be like this cataclysmic war that would take like thirty minutes of my motherfucking time at the end of the show. Right. Was replaced by Randy Orton getting his ass kicked. That's true. Um, I think I remember they said I think the intention was right for Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar to always main event just because like Brock Lesnar is like a wider attraction mm-hmm. than either Finn Balor or 
Seth Rollins. Yeah, because people that don't know wrestling still know the name Bjork Laser. Right. But it's just... That match came so deep in the show. Mm-hmm. Everyone was already kind of, like, over it. They, like, they blew the crowd out after AJ and Cena. Like, the yeah, crowd was done. That was... It. First of all, it's a top-notch fucking match. That and match honestly, was... That match deserved to be a WWE Championship match, the right. way I watched it. Right. It was... They, the, it was the fourth match on the card that literally everything sort of, in terms of just major reaction, it came really to just a stop right there because everyone was exhausted from cheering that back and forth match. It was exhausting for both everyone in the arena and it was exhausting for both people in the match. And the fact that the show was pretty much five hours long. Mm-hmm. They told us to come like five. I came like 6.30 because I wasn't sure. I don't give a shit about the pre-show shows. I think yeah, I came, had like three pre-show matches. I, was I like, think I came I in the middle of Cesaro and Sheamus, mm-hmm. but I was in line. Why is that a thing? And know. it's supposed to be a best of seven series, and it got me tight because they're like, really good. I appreciate. Yeah, they're them really getting, good together because it's like it's like you know that it's still an opportunity on television for them, but it's just like you know it is what it is. I'm, True. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm here for it, but I'm not here for it. Exactly, but it, it would have been better if, like, let's say it was a best of seven series and, I don't know, there was actually something on the line. Right, something like a like, universal title match or something along those lines. No, because you could take it back to, like, history. And, like, the U.S. title used to have, like, I think Booker T's done this twice. Right. Where he had, like, best of five or best of seven with Both wrestler. Both with wrestler, wrestler B. Whoa, Chris? Oh, yes. Crispin Bacon. Oh, look. Say his name three times. He shows up. And... What? <laughs> I was going to say wild something very dark. Up. Yeah, I don't know. That is wild fucked. Yeah, um, strike that from the record. Sure. Treat it like SummerSlam <laughs> that same year. And uh, strike it from the records. But um, it was just a very, very long show. So I came through the middle of that show. I came actually... I was, and I forgot to bring your Shinsuke and Nakamura shirt, so I fucked nah, up. Nah, that's all good. Um, Cause I'll get it eventually. I came. I know where you live. Right. <laughs> I came where um, I was in line for food during, I guess, the match before that, which is like Dudley Boys versus Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville, and like the Dudley Boys theme hit. And all you just heard was explosions in the arena, so everyone thought, like, someone was shooting, or, like, someone let off a bomb. It's fucking Brooklyn, and y'all wanna do this shit. Dog. It's like... Like when Kane come through. Literally, the people behind the counter, security, the people who were walking around, they were like, what the fuck just happened? Because all they heard explosions, and it was like, oh shit, it's the Dudley Boys. Because after we heard, you just heard the music, it was like, oh shit, we just got, like, totally punked. Like, niggas thought, you definitely thought there was some shooting or some explosion. Um, fun thing, if you ever go to a wrestling show with your girlfriend or boyfriend, and, you know, just don't tell them about the pyro, because their reaction will always be hilarious. It's ten times louder, a hundred times louder. Well, yeah, because it booms you at the arena. Yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. Um, SummerSlam, it had Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. Charlotte won back the women's championship. Sasha Banks is out for injuries to recover from a whole bunch of injuries. Yeah, she's the mat- not the only one. Right. Um, what else happened on the show? The Miz. Shout out to the Miz being Apollo Cruz. He was destined to be Apollo Cruz. Yes, that's the bad part because it's like he doesn't have enough built enough character to carry that belt. No. Nah. Because it's like, all right, now Miz is sort of an established character, and he's sort of he's a heel, but it's like. 
it's becoming something harder to attain, harder to like really, really beat this guy for this fucking title. Right. I think he's so. He's fucking crafty. He's crafty. He's been out here for ten Heal. years. He's doing his thing. I wrote an article on the Miz this week. It was just, I'm a little Miz. Yes, I'm a little Miz. Um, because on I guess on Talking Smack he went off on Daniel Yo, Bryan. I don't know if it's the, a work or not. I don't it's care. a work. It's, it's a work. It's a work, but it is perfect. And it's if, a work. If his neck wasn't, I think fucked he ad libbed it, but it's, it's a work. If his neck wasn't fucked up, this would have been the perfect setup for a Brian match. Right. It's definitely a work. <clears throat> it was ad libbed, but it's definitely a work. I think um, it was just really, really good. I've been saying the Miz has been really, really good for a long time. Um, I think yeah. he said all these things about Jeremiah too. <laughs> all the things just replace the word Miz with Jeremiah and like like wrestling with music, <laughs> and that's how he feels. I've been saying Miz is good for a very, very long time because he's literally the he's one of the only heels besides Chris Jericho. There's like no redeemable qualities about him. And I know you have Kevin Owens. Jericho has charisma. That's true, but I think people are starting to like Chris Jericho. It was like, oh, no, listen. they like him regardless. Like when right. he was calling people stupid idiots and like calling people peons in a suit, mm-hmm. like in that heel run in like what is oh eight and just troglodytes and shit like that. Yeah, yo, oh eight oh nine when he like that that heavyweight that heavyweight championship reign, mm-hmm. it was perfect and people liked it. He was a likable asshole. Right. It's the same thing for Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is like a pompous fat jock. Right. Well, I think and, with like, Kevin that persona works. I th- but I think. With the Miz is because people don't think he can wrestle, which he, he does. He's a solid enough wrestler at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you have Kevin Owens, who's kind of like a jackass, but Kevin Owens still does all this cool shit in the ring. The Miz doesn't do that cool shit in the ring. The Miz, like, he's got a double axe handle. He's got a kind of cool clothesline in the corner. He's got like a figure four leg lock. Like his his moveset is pretty safe. It's less like. Um, trying on him it's less thrilling it's everything like that he has no redeemable qualities to him so yeah i took i took relish in writing this article because i was just like i want everyone to know how everyone's been shitting on the Miz for the past 10 years and how good he's actually kind of been um what also was on the card let's see there was aj styles versus cena obviously match of the year candidate yeah definitely out the water it was the club versus new day which was kind of stupid yeah um first of all bells on the line bells Big, on the line biggie comes out DQ. DQ. Yeah, it was kind of stupid. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Instead of him coming out and aiding in the finish, he just came out and basically got a disqualification. Right. Which um, is very pointless. Let's see what else happened. Uh, I think we had a we had a Dean Ambrose Dolph Ziggler match. Mm-hmm. Which the crowd was not into. Which is so. I had, like, the most cynical little kids behind me because they were, like, it's a Dolph Ziggler match. No one wants to see this. And they had to be, like, 11. It was, like, he's not going to win. It's obvious that he's not going to win. They had to be 11. They were, like, this match doesn't even... I'm not even cheering for this match because I already know Dean Ambrose is going to win. They were, like, 11. <laughs> yeah, I know. The internet has really fucked up children's perception. You know how when we didn't... We had that veil growing also, up right. of wrestling? Like, we knew certain things were fake, but it's, like... Okay, there's a veil, you know. Mm-hmm. We we have we still have the myth of wrestling. It's like kids grow up so cynical because they don't have that anymore. Also, like, you know, Dolph Ziggler is like one. He's won one that mattered like twice ever. Yep. <laughs> like ever. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um. There's a six woman tag team match. Um. Nikki Bella showed back up. Crowd loved Nikki Bella. Uh. 
There's Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. The people shitted on that red belt. The Bampiish, the championship belt. The championship belt. Um, the universal. Universal belt. Um, Presented by YG. I was okay with it for the first 15 minutes because I thought that belt was very ugly. I, I don't know, no. I don't think it's ugly. I just think it's very lazy. Yeah. I think it's just lazy. It's like, all right, you made the belt red. Congratulations. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah, I know. It was real lazy. And then when I looked at the women's title, when they redid the women's title, I was like, okay, that's fine. Because right. it's, you know what? Equality. Right. It's a women's title. You just designed it differently. Right. Then I looked at SmackDown and what their women's title looked like. And I was like, oh, you've got to be fucking shit. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, niggas just really just palette swapped all these... Like, it was like a Mortal Kombat. Right. Oh, how do we design Scorpion? We just make Sub-Zero yellow, nigga, and make him stand different. Hilarious. Um, there was Rusev wow. versus Roman Reigns, which wasn't a match at all, because Reigns kicked his ass or something. I know. Wasn't really into it. I know, it was fucked up, because I was like, I was like, I don't know if they really booked him to lose this one, so I was like, I was like on the edge of my seat. They, I was like, they can't fucking do this. And Lesnar versus Randy Orton. Which was just in one-sided fist fight. And yeah, like, one DDT good. and RKO. Um... SummerSlam this year wasn't as popping as last year, but it, it had some moments. It was still an enjoyable show for me to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, they're back in Brooklyn again next year. I think this is like their again? last... Yeah, they had a three... After last year, after how last year went, they decided they were going to do it for 2016 and 2017. Okay, so this year, next year, I'm definitely going, mm-hmm. no matter what happens. Sure. Like, I could have, I don't know, something could be on fire, and I right. will still be there. Or you could somehow contract juvenile, you know. Juvenile what? I don't know. I was going to say diabetes. Diabetes? Juvenile diabetes. I can't get that. Sure. I wouldn't be pregnant. Yeah. Well. You would. Never mind. Diaper rash. I don't know. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Put some baby powder on it. (laughs) But, you know, uh, it's always fun. I always advise people, you know, if you're willing to come, spend the cash. Cash out. It's always fun. Um... We'll talk more wrestling later on. I don't feel like talking nah, more wrestling. Nah, I mean... Uh, uh, <laughs> You've been talking go. for so long and I gotta go. Oh yeah, you do have to go. Shit. Um, right. So this has been episode 77 of the Two Bells, Bells Podcast. Podcast. Young Strapavelli. Young Strapavelli. We'll be back next week. You know... Yeah. I don't know. I never really have anything to say. This is like me talking on a um, voicemail. I had never had anything good to say on a voicemail. It's terrible. Zippity doodah, bye bye. Zippity doodah. All right. Uh, See you, niggas. Zip it in and zip it out.